Welcome to Multiverse Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And it's episode 99. So our next episode is going to be... 100. No, episode 99 part 2. Because we're splitting up All-Star Superman into two parts. That way we have enough time to prepare for our 1 millionth episode. Slash our 100th episode. Yay. I love how actually enthused you sound, Devin. It, it, it does my heart warm. That's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this week we are covering the Grant Morrison Superman classic book that was adapted into a much worse movie, All-Star Superman. And uh, you got the book read, right, Devin? Yeah. I'd say that reading half the book took me 45 minutes of an hour and a half long book. That sounds more like the length of a movie, Devin. You you actually read the book because readings the, for uh, squares, Luke. How well? I'm a librarian. Well, I can say that. Well, for one thing, the uh, movie is only seventy six minutes long. I was just jumping ahead. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it also cuts out major parts that are important to the story. Does it? Yeah. Like what? Like Superman going back in time to try and spend a few minutes with his dad before he dies. Wow, spoiler alert, Luke. Yeah, yeah, well. You heard it here, folks. Now you don't need to just watch the movie and... uh just listen to what Luke just said right there, and then bam, look at that, you're done. There's Grant Morrison. <laughs> you're going to be buried in a shallow grave. Uh, yeah. See, while I have a position where I think this should go on the uh, Trials of the Multiverse, Devin has been playing a fun game of cat and mouse with my emotions. Because All-Star Superman is very important to me, and you don't really give a shit about Superman, right, Devin? Not really. I also don't, I also don't like, want to marry Grant Morrison like you do, Luke. I don't have to marry him, but, you know, if it's an MFK choice, give me two other people so I have to choose between. I don't know. Who else do you like, Luke? Well, if you don't know, what are you doing as my podcast host, Devin? I'm That's surprised true. you can't just... You're right. It's him. What's his name? Who writes your... Al Ewing. That's the man. And then, I... yeah. and then the Fraction. We'll go with the Fraction. Ooh. Everyone loves the Fraction. So, Mary, fuck, kill... Morrison, Al Ewing, and... I mean, oh god jeez this is <laughs> this is not really weird start to an episode happy 99 episodes everybody whichever uh, one you choose it will be tweeted at them that you want to kill them <laughs> gosh uh. I 
Yeah, because we'll Fraction is no bit. longer on Twitter, I will tweet it at Kelly Sue. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and Morrison isn't really on Twitter, so as long as I don't say "want to kill Al Ewing," I should be fine. I'll inform Mark Millar. Maybe he'll get the message along sometime. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't really kill Grant Morrison because he just comes back even stronger, like a Jedi ghost. Yeah, but you can kill Jedi ghosts. That was in the DLC for Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. I killed that Obi-Wan Kenobi ghost. Lego Star Wars The Force Unleashed? Or... No, there's The Force Unleashed, not The Force Awakens. Oh, that was the one where you were the retcon apprentice? Yes. Which they never had a concluding storyline for that, and that was really sad. That one actually had a good story, but then the man who voiced that would later go on to voice Darth Maul in the Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels series only to be given the most unsatisfying of ends in last week's episode of Rebels. I don't really care about Star Wars that much. It's because you're a loser. I do care. Yeah, I yeah. said it. Yeah. Hard L. So, All-Star Superman was a 12-issue series uh, written by Grant Morrison. Um, with Luke. By- I believe that what? you're trying to avoid the question. What what question? Oh, oh. You did Who not ever I... come together and say. Well, see, that's a really, really tough question. I mean, Fraction has kids and a wife. Morrison, I think, has a... Okay, so I guess I'd have to kill Morrison... Fuck Fraction, Mary Al Ewing. There we go. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, yes. So feel free to tweet at Grant Morrison that I unfortunately said that I'd kill him. That way he could ascend onto a higher plane. You know, it's just like Lex Luthor's plan. In All-Star Superman, which was a 12-issue miniseries written by Grant... Well, it's not really a miniseries if it's 12 issues. It's a 12-issue... It's a maxi-series. series. series. Maxi-series uh, is what by it's Grant. called. It's a... All-Star Superman is a 12-issue maxi-series written by Grant Morrison, who I would murder, with pencils by Frank Quitely, inks and colors by Jamie Grant, letters by Phil Balsman and Travis Lanham, and it started in 2005, and just because Quitely and Morrison were very busy at that time, uh, it ended in 2008, which is when I graduated college. I'm... High school, no, dude. that's when I graduated. Yeah, I'm not that old yet, thank goodness. And we start off with this really, really good opening page that summarizes everything you need about Superman's origin, which is Doomed Planet, Desperate Scientist, Last Hope, kindly couple and i mean that's what a bunch of superman movies get wrong like you do not need jor-el involved with the origin i guess you can have brainiac behind the destruction but that's give or take but like the important things are he's sent from his he's sent by his birth parents to earth because the planet is exploding 
and he's rescued by a kindly couple who raise him as their own son. But then remember that Superman doesn't owe this, these people anything, according to Ma Kent. And the best thing that you can do is, nah, I don't want my son to be seen as a Superman. I'm going to get sucked up by this tornado. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Was, you said Ma Kent. That was Pa Kent. No, I said I don't want to see my son. And try to say oh. it in a southern Kansas accent. <sighs> Ma Kent just says that basically Superman should tell the people where to go fuck off. So we start off orbiting the sun as Leo Quintum and his super scientists are working to bring back part of the sun as well as mapping it out. But one of the scientists is secretly a genetically modified bomb created by Lex Luthor. And as he gets ready to explode, Superman flies towards the sun. Meanwhile on Earth, Lois Lane, who is working on the Daily Planet headline about Superman saving the ship, uh, she's meeting some of the other minor characters that we'll meet with, like Steve Lombard, who is the jock reporter, who is like a very forgettable part of the Daily Planet crew compared to the others, uh, Jimmy Olsen, who has his Superman watch, and Cat Grant, who is oogling hunks, because Cat Grant is pretty fantastic, but she's used to varying degrees of quality. Like, have you watched the Supergirl show at all? Yeah. Yeah, I like her Supergirl's that. good. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the musical episode yet, though. Uh, I'm like an entire season I have a few episodes. Uh, I watched okay. that on Netflix. And meanwhile, the editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet, Perry White, is prepared to break a story that is finally going to put Lex Luthor away because he was both trying to tamper with the sun while investing in control of the world's water supply. Which... I think it would be really hard to arrest him in our own world for him doing that. Like, I think if certain politicians could figure out how to do it, they would and we'd just be totally fucked. Which but is Donald why we need a says Superman. It's cool. Yeah. Donald is I'd rather have Lex with the water supply. Yeah, but then Luther would probably kill Donald Trump very quickly, so... I mean, do you know what was a happy moment yeah, Luther, today? That time what? when Donald was knowing that Donald is slightly sadder than normal today because his health care bill was repealed, like from voting consideration. Good job. And uh, elsewhere, Lex Luthor is beaming his speech nine minutes early into his genetically modified bomb because you know it takes nine minutes for that signal to get to the sun. And uh, General Lane has come in to stop him, and Luther admits that his entire plan has been to kill Superman. So when Superman, back of the sun, arrives at the ship, he throws the living bomb into the heat of the sun where it explodes, and Superman is able to expand his bioelectric field to bring the ship back to Earth. I love ridiculous and weird Superman powers. And he meets with Leo Quintum after, and he found out that now his power is expanded, because of the increased energy that he absorbed by getting too close to the sun. But at the same time, his cells are too charged up and they are starting to die, which means that he is starting to die. And while Leo Quintum has been trying to crack Kryptonian genetics just in case, 
through various things like building new genetically modified beings to try and say replace Superman. All Superman asks at that very moment is for Leo Quintum to keep it secret. Luther, keep meanwhile, gets arrested. Yes, and keep it secret. It's a secret to everyone but you. Lex Luthor gets arrested, and when Clark is walking Lois back to her apartment after work, he reveals that he is Superman. And I'm not going to lie, because I remember, like, one of my first free comic book days, they released this first issue, and I was not a fan of it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that's the entire first issue. issue. Yeah, I was not a fan of it because at the time I was very much this is so ridiculous. I can't believe it's dealing with like sun and super science and all that stuff. I was a shitty teenager about comics for a while. Because like you get so much from this first issue. And I was wrong about comics. Superman decided that he should go for a spray tan and then it was revealed that tanning will give you cancer. That is really what this book is a metaphor, kids. Sure. So, uh, for her birthday, Superman flies Lois to the Fortress of Solitude, which is his base in the Arctic. But she has a hard time believing that Superman is Clark Kent just because he spent so much time gaslighting her that he wasn't. Like, she keeps naming all these parts, and he's like, Batman, Robot... I was in two places at once. More robots, more Batman. And, like, I do like that she does not trust him at all for all that bullshit that he's pulled. Mm-hmm. And they also make a... And they also make an important note that the key to the fortress is made out of a super dense material that weighs half a million tons, so Superman is the only person who can lift it. Lois is still suspicious, thinking that she's setting him up Lois is, Lois is still suspicious, thinking that she's being set up for a joke, as Superman takes her around for a tour of the Fortress of Solitude. He shows her the armory of weapons that he's taken that are able to kill him, the time telescope where he can talk to Superman from the future, and the Phantom Zone map room where he is raising a Sun Eater. And Lois briefly, and Lois briefly looks into a room where a strange mist is coming from. Superman hurriedly tells her not to look into that room and continues taking her on the tour. As they have dinner, Lois is becoming more and more suspicious about why he's now telling her that he's Superman and what is in that room he doesn't want her to see. Meanwhile, Superman is feeling really bad because he can't actually tell her that, oh, yeah, I'm going to die and that's why I'm telling you the truth. Lois and that is, is becoming secretly more and more in my sex dungeon. Yeah, because they're just not at that. But that's not at that point of the relationship yet, where you just whip that out. That's why it's keeping it hidden. I don't know. I think it's that whole Kansas raised as a uh, shy country boy. Time to get out the chain. S and B D. Bondage, domination, Superman, Mm -hmm. BDSM. Just think of Superman flying around with a gimp mask, Luke. Uh, you want me to pull you up like the weird Superman costumes that look very much like that? No, that's fine. Okay. 
So uh, Lois runs to the armory because she's becoming more and more paranoid. Uh, she's literally seeing things in like black and white. Because we see a few panels from her perspective. She briefly meets with the unknown Superman of 45,000 AD who asks her what J-Lo was. While Lois is trying to figure out what is going to happen between her and Superman. But that's when two Superman robots show up and she uh, takes that gun that she got thinking that Superman is going to try and turn her into a uh, monster to breed with and she knows that she has to stop him and so she gets to the door where she knows she is and she blasts him with the kryptonite ray and it barely hurts Superman as Lois returns to her senses. And Superman explains that she had just accidentally inhaled some alien chemicals that made her paranoid and that he has been working on a super sewing machine while also working on her gift, which is a specially designed genetic formula to give her the powers of Superman for a day. Would you want the powers of Superman for a day, Devin? Mm, no. Better to of. No, because by the time that you like have powers. fun with it, then it's gone, and then you'd never have it back, and then life would be hollow and empty. But, like, if you could... Well, you're, are you assuming that you'd, like, get them randomly? Like, you wouldn't be able to plan out your day, or... Yeah, she didn't get to plan out her day. Hmm. She had to do what Clark wanted to do. What Superman wanted to do. They're now the one and the same, Luke. I can now refer to them as both. Okay, we won't get into a discussion on the true identity of Superman, because I've got some Chipotle catering I need to pick up before too long. So, back in Metropolis, a Dinosaur Man army is attacking as Cat Grant, Steve, and Jimmy are watching from the roof above. Superman and Superwoman come in to deal with the monsters as Samson from the legend and also the Bible, who is also a time, <clears throat> who is also a time traveler, have shown up. And he throws Kroll, who's the leader of the Lizard Men or Subterranosauri, into space. Superman, not really happy that uh, Kroll is going to die after being tossed into space, goes to save him as Atlas, who, you know, the dude who holds up the world on his back, also shows up fighting the army of Lizard Men. Superman comes back and isn't really happy that they are both there. And so Samson, being a horny jerk, proposes a concert proposes a contest to win Lois's attention for the day because it's like oh man this woman's got super strength and she's really hot and also smart yep let's fight over her and Samson claims that his defeat of Kroll was his feat Atlas claims the subduing of the army as his feat and Superman is really not ready to deal with this sort of shit so he brings the remaining subterranosauri back into the center of the earth where they live and he quickly finds out that Samson had goaded them into attacking the surface world. Samson meanwhile presents Lois with the crown jewels stolen from the Ultra Sphinx. He tries to woo her with the offers of using his time travel power while Atlas instead offers his mythological wonderments and I guess fancy things that he can get to as a god. Mm-hmm. MFK, Devin, Superman, Atlas, Samson. Who do you pick? 
I don't really know the other two, but I don't really care. You got a time-traveling biblical hero and Atlas of myth and legend. So we kill Superman. We'll marry Samson to get that thing. And then I guess we'll have sex with Atlas. Why do you want to kill Superman? Also, because then I'll just take the time travel powers for myself, because then I'll just cut Samson's hair, and then he's dead. So, <laughs> Superman tries to talk to her about... So, Superman tries to talk to Lois about this whole contest, and she's just having fun, sort of messing with Superman, which I think is pretty reasonable. And Superman tries to confront Samson about this, who reveals a future newspaper with the headline, Superman Dead. And Superman still isn't really swayed, but that's when the Ultra Sphinx shows up. And Samson mentions that uh, before his death, Superman is supposed to perform 12 super... Superman is supposed to perform 12 super challenges, including creating life, escaping the Underverse, overthrowing the Tyrant Sun, and answering the unanswerable question. The Ultra Sphinxes appeared to punish Lois for possessing the jewels that were stolen from him, and he places her into a state of quantum uncertainty, where she is stuck between life and death, unless Superman can answer the unanswerable question. Superman is still angry at the other two, but he is ready to face a question, which is, what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object? What would be your answer, Devin? They just don't move. You just keep pushing. It's like the uh, it's like the Zacks. From Dr. Seuss? Mm -hmm. I'll accept that answer. Superman's answer is that they surrender, which the Ultra Sphinx is willing to accept, and so he leaves Superman as uh, Superman prepares to take Lois to dinner in Atlantis, but Samson and Atlas call him a bitch for leaving and not actually doing anything for the contest. So he decides to arm wrestle both of them at the same time. And he ends up dislocating their arms and literally causing the plates to shift, winning the match. Because that's what Superman do. Superman and Lois have their dinner in Atlantis. And when she asks why he loves her, he confesses that he just can't help himself. And as... Her powers start to wind down, they quickly take a trip to the moon where they get to kiss, which is what Superman wanted to do since meeting her. Afterwards, he flies Superman her home tries and we to see... do that the next day and then realizes that was a mistake. <laughs> Good idea. Flying Lois to the moon when she has superpowers. Bad idea. Flying Lois to the moon any other time. The end. Uh, afterwards, he flies her home and we see more of Samson's newspaper, like the fact that Clark Kent wrote the article Superman Dead, and inside there is a car advertisement that had the answer to the riddle. Time travel. Back at his apartment, Lucy Lane, uh, sorry, at Jimmy Olsen's apartment, Lucy Lane, who is the absolute worst and who's also the sister of Lois Lane, is threatening to break up with Jimmy Olsen for being the worst dressed man in Metropolis for the second year running and he argues that it's part of his adventuring lifestyle uh, because 
Uh, he writes a very popular four-a-day uh, series of articles, which his next one is going to be stepping into Leo Quintum's place for a day as the director of Project, which is the super science group. So at Project's headquarters, Leo introduces him to the Electrokind, who Superman had previously saved and who, after years of research, Leo is finally going to get to visit on his day off. Unfortunately, Jimmy has a gypsy curse, which... Not super comfortable about that term. Because it's an ethnic slur, and we've discussed that, I think, at least once or twice before mm-hmm. on the podcast. I think mostly in reference to Scarlet Witch. Probably. Or Doctor Doom, one of those two. You know, like, the famous Romani people who are typically forgotten. Uh, anyways, uh, Jimmy is given a tour by the specially designed scientists, including one who can only speak in haiku, and he sees various wonders that they have, like the Doomsday Project, which is a tie back to Project's origins with Cadmus, which is able to transform the user into an unstoppable killing machine. And they're also Hooray. able to see the portal to the uh, and they're also able to see a portal to the Underverse, which is a super dense dimension beneath the surface of the universe. And as they're examining it, the super scaffolding breaks, and Jimmy Olsen buzzes Superman on his watch to fly in and save them. While the worker who was originally working in the portal to the Underverse dies, Superman is able to extract what he found, which is black kryptonite. Superman isn't really afraid, and he isn't feeling negative effects, because we've already seen that he's now immune to kryptonite. Except that Superman is starting to get angrier and more arrogant, even carving his logo into the table, which is a dick, like, high schooler or elementary school move. Basically, what if he... Clark, the black kryptonite is basically a metaphor for cigarettes at this point in time. And Superman has gone without his fix for a little bit too long and just needs to puff. What's that one type of S? What's the name of that one, like, S thing that people always draw on desks? Should we do the three lines and then kind of do it with, like, the triangles? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I always knew it as the Superman S, even though it's not the Superman S. Yeah, no, that's not even the Superman S at all. Uh, it's like a cultural meme I'm trying to... But... Uh, yeah, according to this Vice article, someone else called it the Superman S, but it has nothing to do with Superman, not even the old Superman logos. Uh, Stussy also apparently uses it, but that's also not their original logo. So I always knew it as the Superman S. I mean, I know it's not uh, Superman also, S, but... yeah. Uh, it's also sort of a Mobius strip since it ends and begins infinitely. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those weird cultural memes, like things that everyone knows, like the sort of Kilroy is here guy. Oh what? The Kilroy is here guy, like the that doodle with the guy with the big nose looking over the wall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, what if Superman had carved that into the desk? That would have been pretty good. 
but uh, Superman starts to get angrier and more arrogant and he tries to fight the effects of the black kryptonite but he's also becoming less and less intelligent as the evil kicks in and he flies out of project to cause trouble project is trying to repair its anti-superman measures but since kryptonite lasers won't work anymore and the phantom zone projector requires a charge up that leaves it to the doomsday serum superman who is now a dumb brood attacking metropolis superman who is now a dumb brood attacking metropolis forces jimmy to inject himself with the doomsday serum turning him into a spiky rock man capable of fighting superman and while he's able to defeat superman jimmy risks being stuck as superman until his indestructible signal watch goes off which breaks his focus and helps him revert back to human because you know he's just super big friends with superman mm-hmm. he's superman and jimmy trusts mm-hmm Jimmy tries to protect Superman from the uh, oncoming looky-loos, but he ends up getting paid with uh, tickets for Frankenstein on Ice because he helped to save Superman and defeated that strange monster who went away, but he is also legally prevented from sharing his adventure. Inadvertently, Jimmy apparently used their entire budget, but Jimmy reveals that he is a super hacker, so he knows that Project has an infinite budget, and with 10 hours left as the leader of Project, he steals one of Leo's coats and brings the tickets back to his apartment where he shows Lucy Lynn that he covered up, that he carved I Love Lucy into the moon. That's some chair-faced Chippendale shit. Mm-hmm. Later, at the trial of Lex Luthor... Well, no, if it's a chair-faced Chippendale type of thing, we'll just say I Low. <laughs> Oh, there is a lar there's a long legacy of Superman characters carving shit into the moon. That's fair. Like there is a uh, famous one where uh, Superman thought he was going to die, so he carved "Do good and every one of you can become a Superman" into the moon, mm-hmm. which is actually the story that partially inspired this one, where it's Superman doing a bunch of uh, tasks before he died. Except in that, it turned out that. Superman was not actually dying. He was, it was just feeling Jimmy gassy. Olsen. No, uh, Jimmy Olsen kept showing up to take pictures, but someone put in kryptonite into the camera, so whenever Jimmy showed up to take pictures, Superman felt like he was going to die. It's pretty great. And then Superman just lasers off uh, his name on the moon because he was going to use that to reveal his true identity, but it doesn't really answer the question of what about the other people who would have seen the moon yeah (laughs) but comics comics are amazing anyways at the trial of Lex Luthor Luthor argues that Superman should be on trial but he is sentenced to death via electric chair for crimes against humanity and Lex Luthor does not really give a shit soon after Clark Kent is headed to Stryker's Island to visit Lex Luthor for an hour and Luther reveals that he has been working on a robot that stores and reads books and generally is able to float around. Superman notices a frayed wire in Luther's cell that could potentially kill him, and so Clark stages a disaster to prevent Luther from dying, and Luther notes the irony that a reporter from the paper that caused him to be sent to death row just saved his life. Lex takes Superman Lex takes 
Clark to the gym to talk and argues that Clark should be jealous of Superman and that maybe in a world without Superman, Lois would have been in love with Clark instead. And he also tries to intimidate Clark but really doesn't have an effect and Luthor brags that he knows that something is up with Superman. As they move further through the jail, the parasite is being rolled in and because Superman is there and filled with so much energy, Parasite quickly becomes engorged because of the energy, escaping his bonds, which doesn't really worry Luther because he always feels that he is in control. Riot police release tear gas, and Clark uses the kerfuffle uh, to save Lex from another inmate who moves to try and kill him before evacuating all the guards and setting off the sprinklers, which Lex during all of this thinks that he is saving Clark before Clark freezes all of the criminals who are chasing after them. Lex reveals that he wants Clark alive to tell his story as he leads him back to his cell while Parasite is still chasing after him. Superman causes a earthquake that traps Parasite under rubble and Luther, believing his own plan caused Parasite to lose balance, takes the opportunity to curb stomp and maybe kill Parasite? I assume he did. Do you think he's dead? Yeah. They reach Lex's cell where Lex reveals that I guess I haven't been to prison in a while. You so ran Gosling reach in Lex's the Fisk cell what I took it as. In the movie Drive? Yeah. That elevator scene? In the movie La La Land? Yes. Remember when Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone curb stomped that guy for bad mouthing jazz? Mm -hmm. We're gonna curb stomp his face. He deserved it. Because he doesn't like Maisie Jones or Pa Duke. Anyways, they reach Lex's cell where Lex reveals that he likes that Clark is a humble, modest human man. And he plans to use him as a weapon by making his whole article unreliable when he opens up the floor of his cell to reveal a baboon in a Superman costume and a hole that was dug by the reading robot that was used as a sonic drill. Luther brings Clark to his niece, Nastalia Luther, who looks to Luther as an evil role model for her own teenage supervillainy, and he has her take Clark back out. Clark points out that Lex could escape any time, but Lex is convinced of his own plans and reveals that he knows that he has killed Superman. And that is the exclusive that he is giving Clark. That he killed Superman and he can then be in charge. We then flash back 20 or so years to Kansas when Clark was still in college and he is home talking to Pa Kent as Crypto shows up. And they're playing with this old tree and just having some fun. As Martha and Jonathan Kent talk to, as Martha and Jonathan Kent talk, some mysterious strangers show up to offer their help for the harvest. In the morning, Pa introduces the farmhands. There's Calvin Elder, a tall, buff-looking man with a Superman spit curl, along with a short man with a purple bowler, and a man wrapped in bandages like the unknown Superman. Clark, meanwhile, was grabbing lunch with Pete Ross and Lana Lang when they overheard something about the Kansas Superman showing up, and Clark makes up an and Clark makes up an yeah shoot, and Clark makes up an excuse to run off, even though Lana and Pete already know that he is Superman. They just haven't let him know that they know. 
And when they, he Dude. gets back, he finds that his parents are dead because helping with the harvest mess, harvesting some human souls. This is a really w- weird part of the book. I was actually very surprised that this took place. Didn't think Morrison was going to go well, there. And... Yeah, but Morrison's always been pretty out there. Like, remember the Zorn reveal? Mm-hmm. When Zorn turned out to be Mr. Mixelpidlick? Yeah, you I didn't know, think DC would have ever let Marvel have Marvel. that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even use just like a weird like stand-in. It was literally Mr. Mixelpidlick under that metal mask. How great would that have been, Devin, though? Like, that would have made so much more sense than Magneto has hopped up on... Spoilers. That Magneto has hopped up on drugs, and that made him go cray-cray. I mean, that was a dumb reveal. Yeah, I mean, no one saw it coming, but that doesn't necessarily make it a good reveal. Nope. Anyways, uh, Superman spies on three men who are watching someone who was killed by something called a chronovore. But as the bandage man hears him, Calvin, who is now dressed as a Superman, introduces himself as Cal Kent from the year 8,853,500, or the Superman 1 million version of Superman, who is a member of the Superman squad. The other two are the unknown Superman and Kilzikik's Kilzintiklix, the Superman of the fifth dimension, who, like Mr. Mixopitalik, uh, who, the Superman of the fifth dimension, who is like Mr. Mixopitalik, who we just mentioned seconds before. And they are there after the Chronovore, but Clark wonders if this means that in the future, because there's future Superman, that he marries Lana. Oh, Clark. No one really thinks about Lana Lang. Except, weirdly, the new Superman the new superwoman series so the crown of war turns things into their like ultimate ending point in destiny so it's like turning cows into burgers so kilzizix and unknown superman take off while cow tries to hold back superman superman fights cow and is joined in the fight by crypto and meanwhile we see that the unknown superman has returned to talk to jonathan wearing his street clothes and they talk briefly about the future. Clark then goes after the Chronovore and Cal reveals that he tried to stop him because in those three minutes that the Chronovore eats from Superman that's when Jonathan Kent dies of a heart attack and Superman was unable to save him. Which is a genuinely like sad moment. And next we see Clark is speaking at his father's funeral about how a man's measure is not in what he does uh, we s- and next we see Clark is speaking at his father's funeral about how a man's measures and what he does, not what he says, and how he learned how to be tough, kind, and to dream of a better world. Ma Kent prepares to move back to Smallville to run the general store there, and Clark regrets not being able to say goodbye to his father. Meanwhile, the three supermen from the future talk, and it's revealed that the unknown superman was Clark from the future, who came back in time so he could actually say goodbye to his dad. And as they wait, the leader of the Superman squad, who is a literal golden Superman, appears and presents Clark with an indestructible golden flower from New Krypton, a reward for finishing another one of his feats. And that is where we are ending uh, our All-Star Superman episode for today. Uh, 
Because Netflix was <sighs> taking too long to buffer. Go buff yourself, Tavin. Uh, in the meantime, we've got questions. So I got a I got an email, Devin. I got emailed a question about the podcast. Which we've actually gotten this question before. Is it why Let do you guys keep doing this? Why email. can't you just shut off? Uh, no, it's from Michael Bird who asked us if we had ever read uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Have you ever read Invincible, Devin? I read the first trade volume. Yeah. Because eventually that series has alternate universes, which we briefly talked about in the Robert Kirkman Marvel Knights 2099-centric episode mm-hmm. that we did. And I wouldn't say that we would never do it. It's just not in our plans, partially because I'm not putting down money for digital copies of that. It's in print, so definitely not getting that through legal means and... I like having the ability to do the image galleries, so. Not in the plans unless someone wants to be like, oh, yes, we will give you digital copies of all of Invincible that we need to cover. Actually, I can easily get us digital copies of it all. It's how I was reading All-Star Superman. Using the library. Legally? Yep, using the library service called Hoopla. Oh, nice. They have comics on that? Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us more about this hoopla, Devin. Well, usually your library will do out, like, I don't know, between 10 to 15 items per month you can check out, but they have all the newest comics from certain publishers, mostly IDW and DC gets the trades out a decent time afterwards. Oh, also Image. But actually, you can get the hmm. all the Archie comics on there pretty much the day they come out. Nice. It's like that Riverdale one-shot. It's on there. Issue 4 of Josie and the Pussycats just got uploaded. That was a good issue. I haven't read any of that, but... It's a really weird and offbeat series, but it's a lot of fun. Nice. If I know you like your teen shenanigans. Then I do. Uh, so our second... Qu- yeah. So our second question that we got is from Xavier Files who asked, would the jumper page be better? And we aren't getting to that until next week's episode. So, Xavier, you have to ask it again then. then. And, uh, yeah. If you want to send us questions, you can do that easily at multiversalq.com or on our Twitter, which is at multiversalq or at multiversalq.gmail.com or a number of other sites if you want to support our endeavor and let us get money so we can do things like buy invincible luke said with a tilt at the end of his voice or more likely some of those really weird and hard to find x-men comics that no one is really holding on to and will probably never go up onto unlimited uh you can donate at our patreon because it costs money to make podcasts and to host them especially if you're doing like two podcasts and you're also paying for Zencaster, which helps us to record other shows. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get early episodes of our other podcast, Exiled, which you can find more out about it at exiledpodcast.com. And I'm also, I'm a bit behind, but I will put on our show notes that, that I take, because I'm the one who takes 
a lot more notes. I like to wing show. it. That's why I share my notes with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that is uh, that. Next week we'll be wrapping up All-Star Superman Part 2 before maybe taking a brief break before DC 1 million because there are literally like a million one-shots in DC 1 million. Not literally. Uh, but Devin, where can people find you? You can find me online at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. You can also find uh, my portfolio site at LukeHairLukeHairR.com. And I'll be doing a few shows this year. I'm at Space the weekend that this is coming up. I'll possibly be doing a free comic book day show at the Pickerington Public Library because I realized that I have too many comics so maybe running to like 50 stores and getting a bunch of books on sale is not the best use of time and money that's a false also, lie I'm not doing too many shows otherwise I'm waking up early tomorrow to go to the 50% off sale at the half price books is closing down oh well half price books is different and if you see any of the marvel phase rip stuff in there pick that up for me okay um yeah no i've literally got like a giant box of unused funko rewards so you know what let's do a contest uh come up with a loose premise for a all-star equivalent series for any other character beyond Superman or Batman, like their final feats, and I will send you something out of my big box of unused toys and stuff like that that keeps building up. I've got like that Wolverine with the motorcycle from the X-Men box a few months ago, uh, some old action figures, and better still, mint in box. So that will be our new contest. Help me clear out some clutter uh also if you want to be super nice please leave us a review on itunes or whatever podcast listener that you listen to it helps other people find the show uh if you want to share the show please do and uh you know whenever you can just like share the show it helps us nothing gets me more motivated and excited beyond being out of depression season except for like getting fan mail or like just any correspondence because otherwise my life is very empty how about yours Devin? my life is fine i have a great life luke you should come join me well fine it's too cold up in minnesota it's true uh but yeah we will be back i will soon be saving the galaxy Superman. and trying to further the human race in mass effect andromeda I've heard mixed things about it. I am playing uh, as We will Waluigi. see you next week. <laughs> this one's for Hank.